Whitehall Mystery, Oxenfree, and Idle Champions of the Forgotten Realms. This is Staying In. Lisa, I don't know whether or not Sam has told you this, uh, but I've updated my spreadsheet. <gasps> I know. So um, I have taken obviously you, you guys know that I did my graphic novel database where I was mm -hmm. like right I'm going to write down all the graphic novels that I have and I'm going to list them all out and it's going to be great and then that means that in the future when I go into a, a comic book store I won't not know what things I own uh, and Sam is always uh, perturbed by this idea well, no, because it means, you no, you make it sound like it's, a, you know, the flick of a button, you know, exactly whether you've got it or not. But actually what you've got to do is scroll through 300 listings on a Google Sheet. Yeah, something something like that. I mean, I can use I can use search, you can use search functionality. That's fine. I can do that. Uh, and it is alphabetized. <laughs> uh, yep. So so, uh, so that's all good. Um, I've updated this. I've added in a tab uh, for my video games. Excellent. That's what I spent my Sunday doing. That was um, that was a Sunday well spent, and it was all Sunday. I went through all of my video game my video game collection and had a sort out. In that time, you could have come up here and gone to dinner massy with Chris. Yeah, I was I was frolicking with deer. He really was with beautiful like hundreds Bambi. of deer. It was yeah. I was frolicking what? with deer. Had you never been before, Chris? No, I'd never been before. Oh, um, I loved Dunamassi. It's fantastic. Um, like, basically, it's a National Trust property where, like, hundreds of deer just roam wild, Pete, just around you. It's gorgeous. So just... And can you, like... You can't play video games there, no. You could, no, but can you, like... Can you, like... <laughs> Take Can a you interact with them? Can you, in, like... Interact? Are you encouraged to... Well, have a conversation? Well, like, well, no, I mean, like, are you encouraged to, like, pet them? You're not encouraged to pet them. In fact, you're dissuaded from doing so. They're quite tame. I mean, we didn't really go right up next to them, like pat them on the head. They were mainly being chased by children. It was a bit like Horizon Zero Dawn. Sure. And there was just one guy in a golf buggy that would drive around and tell people off for getting too close to them. But that um, no, was great. It is a lovely place. Well, that is that sounds actually pretty nice. So you had a, a wander around with a bunch of deer. Yep. And then I got a message from you. I got an email from you. Yeah. Um, and I thought I thought this drive was, um, I don't know, an extension of this holiday we're planning. But actually, <laughs> when I opened it up and I sat in the car, I just showed it to my significant other. I said, look, yeah. he's done it again. This you great thought, You thought our Sunday was good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Finally, he's cracked it. He's managed to put 300 lines of video game data into a spreadsheet and also... There are now two bags. Hold on, hold on, hold on, everyone, hold on. There's okay over it. There's. I'm gonna hold this up to you. This isn't gonna work on audio, but this is a big. This is a bag, and this is a bag, right? Big carrier bag fulls of basically, basically what those are are tat. Uh, that's all video games. There's a bunch of stuff I'm just getting rid of. Um, so I've had like a purge. Mm. Mm. I needed to because I need to free up space so I can. <clears throat> Pete, I, I wouldn't normally agree with you about your Sunday habits, but I did the same as you on Sunday. I took seven bags to the charity shop. All Sam this stuff. Is, this is going to be the worst podcast ever, isn't it? If we can. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Because Lisa, so, Lisa, like, as long as I've known Lisa, this has been a topic that we've actually, <laughs> I've, I've learnt a lot on about. I thought I was into dark stuff until I met Lisa Mart. <laughs> I, yeah, so basically I am really into, into crime podcasts, specifically <laughs> true crime. Right, okay. And not just podcasts, TV, shows, books. Basically, the more murder, the better. <laughs> <laughs> and Chris isn't laughing because he's not shocked. So, so, so well, it's okay. So, okay. So, let me get this straight. There, there are programs on television, and there are podcasts. I'm assuming. I mean, I, in fact, I know there are yeah, podcasts because yeah. I've I've heard of Serial. But there, there are TV programs where they talk about. I'm assuming they talk about real crimes. They're not doing the crime when they're like. Yeah, it's not like no. 
It's yeah. not like it's not. So, it's not like um, that old TV. Uh, that old. And there was an old TV show where they used to film people doing crimes. You mean police camera action? Yeah, police camera action. Oh, that's a different kettle of fish. But I love that and police interceptors. There was a police interceptors. I was watching it on TV, and they were flying through the village. Me and Sam living. Couldn't believe it. <laughs> it's like, oh my god. <laughs> Um, but yes, so my current favourite podcast for like the last year or so since it started is um, an Australian one called Case File. Right. And um, on television, I like to watch Forensic Files. Now, both of these kind of look at cases that have already happened and talk about how they were solved and... Right. So it's all it's all true. So I can't I find it really difficult to get into There's some fantastic podcasts. I know that Chris, you like this kind of thing where it's yeah um, a, a drama kind of unfolds in a podcast. I like it when it's about a real story. So what was this Australian podcast called? Right. So this is Case File. So Case so File. Yeah. So 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 Case File is hosted by this Australian guy who's um, anonymous. Don't know who he is, and he basically um, researches crimes that have happened they're not all australian as he's got more popular he's branched out so for example he did a like a, a, a three-part series on the morse murderers and it just goes from like start to finish what happened who did it how they got caught sometimes it's got audio clips of interviews um and things but it's just really interesting um so that is very enjoyable another one that i've just recently discovered which I'm really annoyed about because they've not had a new episode out for a while. Is um called Cold Case Files, right. and that's um, an American one, and it's I can't remember who who it's um, hosted by, but she talks about c- cases that have essentially turned into cold cases, so they were never solved, and then um they're like re looked into years later, and then the outcome of that. So that's interesting. Um, and my third favorite one is called Criminal. Criminal's right. great. So Criminal's hosted by Phoebe Judge and she's got a really nice voice. And the thing I like about Criminal is <laughs> they only last about half an hour. Right. Um, right at Pete Street then. Yeah. So you get you get your murder straight away. It's not no always murder. About. No dancing around the topic. It's not always yeah. murder. <laughs> oh, right. So sometimes they do Robin. Sometimes... Well, yeah, there's, there's a really good... Um, tax evasion... It's a really good criminal the other week where um, this this and on criminal it's great because she always speaks to the person who is linked to the thing that's happened and it's like a reflective podcast. Uh. So for example, she talks to this woman who I think it was like twenty years ago she rented an apartment, lived in the apartment for six months. Weird stuff was happening, and spoiler alert at the end, ghost. Um, there was somebody living in the attic of her apartment with her, but it was it was just like she was reliving how it all unraveled it's really interesting that's scary yeah. so so why do you okay so so to try and break this down because that that all sounds actually pretty good i actually might check out that one where there's somebody uh, living in the uh, living in the attic that is uh, that sort of stuff absolutely terrifies me like the mm, idea that someone lives in your cupboard like yeah have you seen that, that video online of that guy in i think it's in japan where that woman he puts yeah, the video camera somewhere. in his flat it's so scary yeah. But like, so that, it, you should you should listen to that because I'm not I won't tell you now because everyone's going to listen to it. it's criminal and it's like I actually I actually told my friend to listen to this the other day I think it's episode seventy one but it's it's really good the stuff that happens um in the lead up to it all so yeah you should check it out oh man so what is it specifically let's drill down now why why do you like crime podcasts and 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 TV and stuff like that but why crime media like true crime media what is it that you do you get like a like a is it like a dark thrill or is it just information or is it like an ultimate story or like what is it that you really enjoy about it i was talking to sam about this for the day because i think it is more the i don't like stuff about this is really hard to explain i don't really like sci-fi right and a lot of the time i don't like stories or things or films that are about an alternative world so i don't like star wars right um but 
the only ex- exception really is Harry Potter. I love Harry Potter, but Sam was that's, saying, but Sam was fair. saying that at the bottom of everything that I like, it's always about a normal person or normal people. Right. And so when I'm reading books, I don't like Game of Thrones. I don't like anything mm-hmm. about kingdoms. The and grumpy Lord like of the Rings. That. Don't like Lord yeah. of the Rings. I like I like things about real life. Yeah. And I think with the with the with the podcast side of it, it is the inf- I've always liked information. I've always loved history and politics and stuff. So mm. I think it is the sort of information and the interest and yeah and yeah and the solving how it's solved. Because it all started when I was much younger watching Jonathan Creek. Oh <laughs> yeah, Jonathan Creek. So you're you're just waiting for the for the uh, for the outcome of one of them to be a giant monkey, right? Like you're just mm-hmm. waiting for. I hate that episode. That is the one I hate. I hate. I will not watch that House but of Monkey episode of Jonathan Creek. <laughs> but that's a riff on, I think, a famous Edgar Allan Poe short story, it is, isn't yeah. it? The Murder mm-hmm. of Do a Morgue. I love yeah John. So I I like the the puzzle side, the mystery side. I love those. I love mm. a whodunit. I love whodunits. Like, it's why I've read like a lot of. I, I've read I've read as much Agatha Christie as I can. I've read most of oh, it. Oh yes. When I was a child, that was my kind of go-to book. Love Christie. I also love that Chris. Sorry to interrupt you. I love a whodunit, but I think as I've started listening to podcasts. I've also become really interested in why people do it because a lot of the podcasts you listen to, because you know who's done it, you start to think about it in a different way. If that makes it's like more to, lateral, you you're not waiting like for that down. peak. It's, yeah. So I, yeah. I also like the why did they do it as well as yeah. the who. But with you, love a who, love a classic who done it. I'm actually dispelling all myths about my obsession with so I'm actually listening to com- the complete works of Sherlock uh, of um, the complete Sherlock Holmes at the moment and like yeah again like rocking through those and as you say Christie and, and that sort of stuff because I'm into that sort of stuff as well but the true crime stuff I've not listened to Serial as somebody who's done podcasting for so many years now I would mm-hmm. have thought that Serial would be a thing that appealed to me but it's just not so far but yeah no I, I, I totally get that that idea of wanting to with some of these shows, you're right. Like the super interesting thing is not who did it; it's the psychology behind mm-hmm. some of the, the the decisions they made up to the point that they decided to commit the crime. Yeah. It, it, all of that stuff is fascinating. Okay, so uh, what were those three recommendations again that I'm so going to go and check I think, out? I think you should check out Criminal because okay. she's done. It's been around for ages now, so there's about like 80 episodes out there, but they're not all about necessarily a crime. There's there's one about psychopaths I think you'd like, and it's about what makes a psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Not because let's, you are a psychopath. That, no, like yeah. because you were saying about, yeah. you know, and I think you'd like that because Serial, I think Serial's fantastic, particularly the first series, brilliant. But I think personally, I like it when it's about a fresh thing every time you listen. So I'd yeah. rather like you don't have to follow it week by week. So there's Criminal. Case File is brilliant, and Cold Case Files was the other one I was listening to. Cold Case Files, brilliant. So those yeah. those are all good. I will listen to all of those because I I have also given um I managed to give uh, the what was that what was that show that you all recommended I should listen the to the Adventure Zone Peter the Adventure Zone I listened to episode one of the Adventure Zone so there you go I do listen to nice <laughs> things that people good. good good while we're while we're talking sorry my podcast quickly can I just recommend mm. another one. Really yep. good one that Sam and I listened to for the first time. Sam like turned his nose up at this initially. It's called Twice Removed. Okay. Um, so I love Gimlet podcasts, and yeah. it's um, it is a, a new Gimlet one, and it's based it's basically look at somebody. They have a person there every week, and they look at their family tree, and it sounds really boring, but it's it's very interesting. I've only listened to one episode, but uh, that's a good one as well. Interesting. Cool. That sounds good. That I sounds can good. recommend the Mystery Show. Oh, I've listened to all of them. Yeah, where basically the host, uh, she people write in saying, I've got a mystery need solved, and she solves it without using the internet. And so it's like it, Challenge Annika. Yeah, she doesn't just Google. There's only six yeah. episodes, it's another Gimlet. But really, really, there's there's one in particular that is um, How Tall is Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, that's great. That that's sounds brilliant. really, 
random, but it goes into fantastic kind of. She goes to Death. fantastic lengths to solve these mysteries, and she. It's about the people she encounters on the way to solving this mystery. It's just lovely. It's just a lovely kind of series. Every episode is something different, and she has such a wonderful personality. The host. Um, yeah. Forgive me for not remembering her name, but yeah, the mystery show. I can recommend that. It's definitely a Gimlet one, um, but yeah, that, that was the that was that was actually after the first podcast I ever listened to was Serial, and then the mis- I typed in mystery because you know I'm into crime and stuff, and that was that was what I found. That was that was the first like crime podcast I ever listened to. Very good. Hmm. Very good. And uh, lastly, I can recommend Invisibilia, which is my favourite podcast yeah. of all time which looks at the invisible forces that connect us as human beings. It's from NPR. Fantastic show. Fantastic. Particularly that one episode about... About the kid, about the kid who... There's a guy mm. who's blind, but he can still see. He goes cycling and he goes running and things, and he's completely blind. But not in a kind of daredevil way. He's just learnt how to... Right. Um, like, if you hook up his brain to sensors and things, like, he's still seeing, but he's seeing without seeing. He's seeing in a different way, I suppose. He uses, has a... He, he sticks his tongue to the roof of his mouth and does like a clicking sound and it's kind of almost like echolocation and he's got it down to a point where he can kind of roughly tell what what's in front of him even its material properties based on the clicking sound that reverberates back it's extraordinary what? and yeah that is just these fantastic episodes Invisibilia amazing show hmm. just, I'm hmm. currently halfway through their third season actually fantastic We're going to plan a holiday together, aren't we? I know. Very excited. Uh, excited, mingled with a bit, a touch of fear. Why fear? Um, because Pete, like <laughs> you and I, have never travelled together. We've, We've we... travelled a little bit together. We we drove. No, right, Chris. We drove to Gregenog. That's true. In Wales. That's true. And like that was a that was a that was a proper trip. We went. But to, you we drove bet, to but Bl- you nearly missed you nearly missed that trip, lest we forget, because you were sat in in your underpants watching Transformers cartoons. <laughs> and I had to go round to your flat and knock on the door, <laughs> and you looked at me as if like I was in the wrong. But you missed the appointment, <laughs> and I had to actually physically come and pick you up. Can you not see that Rodimus is giving Ultra Magnus a right telling off? Um, yeah. Okay. All right, that's a bad example. But Pete, but, um, but, but Pete, Pete, like the reason like I would just want to bring it up is I think before we can plan this holiday, before I can commit <laughs> myself to travelling with you, I want to gauge what kind of travel personality you have. So what well, I did what anyone does. I didn't consult a psychologist. I went on to BuzzFeed and I found yeah, a test, sure. Pete. That I'd like okay. you to complete. Oh, I like this. And Lisa, Lisa, can... you can play along as well, just so we've got like a Excellent. control group. Because um, I feel like Lisa and I kind of resonate. We've talked well, at length in terms of travelling and stuff. And Lisa's a traveller. Lisa's travelled quite extensively. Mm-hmm. And I know, Gungadin, you've travelled in your previous job. You've travelled quite a lot. Yes. But I still don't feel as if I've got a flavour as the kind of traveller you are. Mm. Okay, well, do you want to... Should we use this as an opportunity to figure out who you're going to sit next to on the plane? That's Lisa a very good I? point. Will it be Lisa or you? Okay, so yeah. first thing, a simple question. There's not many questions in this. About five, mm-hmm. six. Okay. okay, that's good, yeah. Pete, can I just get you to pick a colour? Uh, yellow. Lisa, pick a colour. Green. Lovely. Gungadin, what's yeah. the most important foreign phrase to learn? Now, you've got nine choices here, Pete. Is it, yeah. which way to the cafe? Is it, hello? Is it, where is the bathroom? Is it, excuse me? Is it, thank you? Is it, which way to the hotel? Is it, taxi? Is it, yes, please? Or finally, let's get a drink. It's thank you. Thank you. Lisa Mart? Let's get a drink. Or yeah. as you were saying, Germany, noch ein Bier bitte. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Bonus points. <laughs> <laughs> I think that uh, when Sam listens to that, I think he's going to make that his ringtone. Okay. <laughs> Pete, pick an animal. You've got a ch- No, don't just pick that. It hasn't got every single genus or species here, so I'm going to give you some oh. choices. Nine choices. Parrot, dog, eagle, rabbit, sloth, wolf. Donkey, elephant, snake. Sloth, without a shadow of a doubt. I own a rabbit, but sloths are the best. Wolf. Sorry, Poppy. Peter. Lisa. Pick a food. Yep. You've mm. got a cheese toasty. You've got, like, a beef stew. You've got tuna on white bread. A burger. Jam on toast. Steak. Spaghetti meatballs. Um, some uh, Chinese fried chicken, you know, stir fry, or pizza. 
Sorry, I um, just really enjoyed watching Pete's face through all of those being read out. The disgust and, uh, at white bread and um, tuna. He was like, ugh. ugh. Um, I would go, I, I'd have to say I'd go for pizza because it's very difficult to cock up pizza. I wouldn't have the chicken because I don't eat meat, but I would always choose a stir fry. Yeah. Okay. Peter, <laughs> what did you do last weekend? Funny enough, your weekend doesn't crop up on this choices. Um <laughs> These are your choices. Watched Netflix, went for a hike, ran a bunch of errands. I have no recollection whatsoever. Went to the park and read a book. Went to the movies alone. Cleaned my house, or at least tried to. Met up with some friends for the latest deets. Went to a few bars and danced. Peter. Oh, um, I suppose I did stuff around the house. So clean my house would probably be you, wouldn't it? Yeah, that. I mean, that, that kind of works. That kind of works for the, the game. Yeah. The Great Game Purge, As, which will have the Doomsday Book will note of <laughs> make a note of it. Okay, <laughs> Lisa Mart. Uh, mess up with some friends. Got the latest deets. The deets. If that was the phrase. Okay, I want you to now pick an outfit. Are we thinking swimwear? Are we thinking? Well, tell, tell you what. You describe for me the kind of clothes you take on holiday with you that you'd want to take on holiday with you that you would pack, and I will pick them. So, Pete, what kind of clothes are we talking? Just uh, quickly. T-shirt, long shorts, trainers. Basically what he's wearing right now. What I'm wearing right now. <laughs> okay. Lisa Martin. Okay. Um, definitely some sensible shoes. Yep. And swimwear, sandals, and a maxi dress. Uh, but, but, but. Pete, what's your favourite app? I think that's part of BuzzFeed trying to do product placements. Yeah, I think it probably is, isn't it? Um, Twitter? Yeah, Lisa. Twitter's got T's in it, Pete. T's? Um, I said Twitter's got T's in the middle. I was correcting the way you said Twitter. Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) I've got Um, that Twitter. (laughs) Mine is Snapchat. I'm going to get some, like, gap year travelling thing, aren't I? Okay, I have the results. (laughs) Peter. Here we go. Are you sitting down? I am. Okay, your travel personality, Peter, is... The minimalist. <laughs> that does not go with the. <laughs> that does not go with the email he sent to us. A minimalist or doesn't know how to pack. Um, yeah. that's one of those two things. If it doesn't fit in your backpack, you don't need it. You collect memories and experiences, not things. <laughs> People get really pissed when you return with less than ten pictures from your free week tour of Asia. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, but they get they get super excited when I like, delve out thirty bags of rare Japanese games. <laughs> like, uh, Lisa Mart, okay. you got the partier. Woo! You, you are going to own this trip one bar at a time. Granted, no one is having as much fun as you, but it would be nice if you had one pick from the trip that isn't blurry, because you know you won't be able to remember any of it. Whoa! Brilliant. So there we go. The minimalist and the partier. That is your official yeah. traveller type. That sounds about right, actually. It sounds like the novel, like a John Grisham novel. I feel like us going away together, Pete, with our holiday styles means we mm. might find a really good happy medium. Yeah. I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be top fun, basically. Like, I'm just gonna use the opportunity to chill out, maybe read a book. Maybe, like, entertain yourself about 50% of the time, maybe? Yeah, maybe something like that. Yeah, because, <laughs> listeners, we got this fantastic email off you, Pete. Uh, yeah. Fantastic cool. email. Mm. And, yeah, as Lisa alluded to, the thing that really struck me is that you're looking for a holiday that is 50% of doing stuff. I, think. I can't remember yeah. what the words were. So exactly down, split down the middle, 12 Straight hours. Straight down the middle, 50%. I want 50% chilling out on the beach. 50% going doing cool stuff. That's my holiday. But then then in our most recent email, you mentioned Iceland as a possibility. Yeah. Now, Iceland <laughs> does have beaches, and you will chill out on them. Yeah. The reason we mention it is that we still haven't decided where we're going to go, and no. we're looking for a good value place, probably in Europe. I was, I was thinking how great it would be if we went to Santorini and played Santorini. <gasps> I want to go to Santorini, and I want to play Santorini. I'd love to play Santorini, but that game is like 150 quid online. Um, well, it costs more than a holiday. Um, yeah, basically. It might be quicker to actually just get planning permission to actually move around the towers while we're there. 
But yeah, no, Santorini looks fantastic. A colleague of mine just went for a honeymoon there. It looked brilliant. And with the blue yeah. domes on these white buildings. Yeah, it looks amazing. And I think that um, from what I've read, the time of year, we're looking to go in April. So that's quite a good time to go if you want to not be too hot to go and walk around. Because yeah. a lot of people go in the summer, but it's too hot to do any kind of wandering. Wandering. Yeah. Exactly. So we're going we're gonna to beaver away at this and hopefully we get to have something locked quite soon. Mm-hmm. So we can start booking flights things, but I cannot wait. I think it's going to be hilarious. I can't. We've never been on holiday together before. I know. No, it's so strange. Wonderful. It feels weird. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna take uh, my backgammon case with me. Oh, my leather-backed backgammon case. That's all I'm gonna take. So I'm a minimalist. Before it, because I because I, I, I want to make a joke, but I'm not gonna make a joke. Yeah. You're so, making me uh, crazy. Oh, there we exactly go. There it is. Say. Um, so Jamaica, I think we've all played it. I know Lisa, you've played it. I think we played it, oh. Gungi Dan. It's a racing game. Yeah, where you race around the island. It's about 10 years old, this game, by Gameworks. I adore it. It's a beautiful-looking game. It's a lot of fun because, basically, you roll dice. um, Depending whether you're the captain, which is the first player, when you rotate that each go, you choose which of the two die, what order you put them in. And that affects which cards people play and what they can do. And you race around this island, Jamaica, um, getting treasure, getting food. And if you land on the same place as somebody else, you get the chance to fight them and you... Um, put in a number of cannon, roll a die and see who wins and if you win you can steal something from the hold of another player because you have holds in front of you which represent the hold of your ship. And to celebrate its 10 year anniversary the company, Gameworks, have lovingly created this expansion called The Crew which I'm yet to play with any of you. Hope you'll be playing it soon with Sam and Lisa. I have got it, I literally got it the day it was able for pre-order and it sold out the day after. Whoa. Yep. Um, it's people who were really excited about this. I've been following this game since Christmas last year. And basically what's great is that um, um, when you land at a port in the past, you'd have to pay some money as a toll for being there. But now once you land in a port, you have the option of um, taking a crew member on board to fill one of your holds. And you open the box, which is like a book, yeah. and you've got little steps that take you up and there's a bottle of rum there in this little recess and all these possible characters face down and you flip them over the ones surrounding the bottle of rum and they, they basically give you different abilities so one for example is like a merchant that allows you to interchangeably use cannon as if it was food and vice versa or to attack somebody on the space next to you where you are um, so it completely changes the dynamic of the game, and they're also a, a win. Uh, they're also victory points if you get with. They're in your hold by the time you get to the game, end of the game, or or you get actually some of them. You get minus points if you don't actually cross the finish line, and you can jettison them. You can get rid of them, throw them overboard like you can any of the other holds. But it just completely changes the dynamic of the game, and it, and you have to think even more tactically than before. Um, I played it with my family. And they loved it. Um, it's a fant- it's 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 one of those classic examples of an extension expansion that kind of folds neatly back into that game and uh, basically rejuvenates it. Um, mm. And it's fantastic, absolutely fantastic. Um, mm. So yeah, I highly recommend it. If you've got Jamaica, if you haven't got Jamaica, you should get it. I think it's I think it's a must. Is I, it is it a game like so? Um, when people buy Machikoro, I always yeah. say to them, you need the Harbour expansion. Like, don't buy Machikoro unless you're going to get the Harbour expansion immediately. Is, is that the game this... we played? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it absolutely is. And, like, basically it's a game where if you don't have the expansion, it, it's so much more about luck, whereas this yeah. is much more about... Where, whereas the expansion is, is more about mitigating risk. Um, don't they sell it? Didn't you say they sell it? With the expansion in that, yeah, I think they do. I think it's I think it's called something like Machikura Deluxe or Machikura Nightlife or yeah. something like that, um, which I'm up for. Uh, like I'm I'm up for actually taking a look at at some point. Um, but um, I think so. So with that, it's it's an expansion where I'm just like you have to get it. Do you need? Could you play? Do you still feel you could play Jamaica by itself, or do you feel like this expansion? you need the expansion like is it is it that vital no it isn't vital but i mean p- because it's been 10 years since this first game was produced it's a beloved classic so the yeah. people buying it are the ones that have just fallen in love with it and it, right. you know it ha- they have fond feelings for it and and what i love about this game is that it, it doesn't eclipse the original in any way in fact it, it right. feels like you're just playing extra rules on top of the original it doesn't complicate it or anything like that yeah. so it's not necessary you can still have as much fun without the without the expansion 
But if you've no, played the expansion, that... if you played the original lots of times, um, what Malcolm Braff, Bruno Catal, and Sebastian Pochon have done with this game, uh, GameWorks game, is just uh, rejuvenate a classic. But what you, what I know that in your family home, it, the, the original Jamaica gets a lot of play. Is it <clears throat> is an expansion that you have to have played it lots then? Like, is it or is it just simply a case of this is good for anybody? Like, it rejuvenates the gameplay, but so for for older players it's rejuvenating you know so a great chance to just come back or is it that this you know actually this is a for experts only expansion because that that would be my that would be my slight worry about getting into it because i know obviously your family's played it to death yes they have and in fact my mother actually when we last played it with her she had this strange tactic where she went backwards across the finish line <laughs> halfway around the island by just mistake Wow! Um, yeah, it's extraordinary. But no, no, you can play this whether you're a newbie or a consummate professional. I mean, it's not okay. a very hard game. This uh, doesn't increase the difficulty. You maybe have to think about one extra thing, uh, but it makes it just as fun, if not a little bit more fun. Um, okay. What is it's already a, a fun game. game? It's a lovely game, and it's nice to sometimes. As Sam was saying a few weeks ago, it's nice to have a board yeah. to actually just pick up and move a piece around. It's something quite yeah. nice is, about that. It? Yeah. It's nice to have something like that. Yeah, Jamaica should be on everyone's shelf. It's such a good racing game. Oh, I was going to tell you about um, White Hall. Hall. White Hall. <laughs> um, so, so because you're because Sam was going to talk to about to, to to us about this, but um, he's got too much of a uh, he's got too much of a thing for this period of time and for this kind of game. I think. So it'd be nice to hear from you a slightly more balanced uh, impression on what this is. Because this is about Sherlock Holmes, right? Yeah, to be fair, Sam, he is just trying to indulge my love of crime. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's, I think he's this is why... a bit of an enabler yeah, yeah. of crime. Yeah. My brother got um, bought me the Watson Holmes game for my birthday. And then mm-hmm. um, Sam appeared with this... Whitehall, I keep calling Whitechapel and can never remember okay. what it's called. So it's yeah. a great game, though, <laughs> what it's called. It's Whitehall um, Mysteries, the full title. So, okay. this, um, so Sam, um, Sam and my friend Hannah and I played this game the other week, and one person is essentially Jack the Ripper trying right. to commit murders. I think that's mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. I'm getting confused with all my games now. <laughs> and um, the, the other so they they work independently a bit. If you play Mysterium, they they're behind a board like Mysterium. Ah, right. Okay, yeah. A GM so, screen, yeah. so they're kind of doing their secret movements. Now the rest of you have got this board, which is like a map. There's four zones in this map, a bit like the Sherlock Holmes game, um, consulting consulting detective. Um, so there's four there's four regions of the map, and the aim of the game is Jack the Ripper's got to commit four murders without being caught by the the other players so one in each zone but the person you can all only navigate the board in a certain amount of moves so there's like number squares on the board so he can't just jump from one corner to the next right so you're you're essentially and um the the other people work collaboratively but they've got three three people three detectives who they can move and um each time you move and you're trying to find where Jack the Ripper is and if you find him or go on a piece where he's already moved then he has to tell you so you're sort of trying to chase him and then you can decide to get a clue or you can decide to make an arrest and it all sounds very convoluted but when you when you play it it's a really interesting game at first I was a bit unsure but Hannah and I actually won we caught Sam just before he committed his last murder it was brilliant so we have that sense of victory (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> making us want to play again but yeah it's, it's good it's a good game it's hidden movements isn't it which yeah i love as a genre of gaming so do i it's a bit like battleship but not and it's a bit like that it really what's that game chris that we played um new year the alien escape the from alien the aliens game. of outer space yeah it's a bit like escape from the aliens of outer space if anyone's ever played that so right yeah it's trying to track movements it, it so it's not it's not really about the unlike the other games like the Sherlock Holmes games it's not about the story the mystery it's a, it is about tracking movements that's that's the tactic hmm. so it's good no, it's, it's got it's got really good reviews mm. um Sam I spoke to Sam on the phone a few days ago and he was waxing lyrical about how clever you all got you all were in fact he tried to 
he tried to kind of lay traps and things to yeah. kind of sidestep you, but he, uh, he didn't fall for any of them. Uh, and he said it's just, it was so hard because to start off with, he thinks, oh, I've got all of London ahead of me. Um, this is going to be easy. Mm. But so obviously, as he works his way through the murders, the net's getting closer and closer around him because they know Absolutely. where he's murdered and they know yeah. where he's going to be. So I imagine it ramps up the tension quite a lot but, actually playing it. But the interesting thing is, Hannah and I were like, there is no way we can win this. This game is ridiculous. You know, whoever designed this is crazy. You can't, you physically can't win. Whereas what we didn't know is like Sam's panicking on the other side because he knows where we are but we don't know where he is and he was like there were so many times where you nearly moved where I was and it didn't help that I was trying to bake a cake while playing this game <laughs> <laughs> so I was making, making a cake while, and Hannah's like where should I move I was like just move <laughs> <laughs> I mean I mean but that's the thing that sounds like I really like it when board games work with their themes and it sounds like you like when Sam was playing as the as as the ripper that feeling of nearly getting caught mm. must be it sounds really thematic and also like the oh, that how are we ever going to track him down mm-hmm. again it plays into that theme of how exactly. do you catch someone like this oh, so smart so it's called Whitehall Whitehall mystery okay. by Gabriel Marie and Gianluca Santopietro mm, lovely little bit of accent there the thing I've sort of weirdly become quite not obsessed with, but has certainly taken up a great deal of my mind space recently, has been golf. Real golf or virtual well, golf? Three forms of golf, two of which are virtual. Um, so, <laughs> uh, so the first one is obviously uh, everybody's golf, which we talked about last time, and I'm gonna. Uh, I can't wait until I can talk to Sam about it. I know, Lise, he's probably been doing his dailies. Uh, to make sure that he's been getting all of the updates and prizes and such when he goes online and goes on to um, the open courses. Sorry to interrupt you, but clearly you've not heard about the awful week we've had at the Turner household. We have had no internet for a full week. How did you cope? Um, we didn't. <laughs> mm. No, I um, used all my data on my phone. <laughs> So Sam was working. Sam was working late. Um, so I, my mum and dad are in swanned off to Dubai at the moment. So I went over nice. to theirs and used their internet to it's watch weird, the sky. It? Well, we we don't have any television apart from internet TV. We live on Netflix right. and iPlayer and other catch up things. So we were pretty lost without it. So basically, I was telling you, sorry, because I don't think Sam has been. Oh, as on it okay. As he okay. Been. Well, well then more but that is unfortunate for him because I've been doing my dailies where I've been getting lots of cool freebies uh from uh Clap Hands who's the developer of the game. Basically, that game is amazing and I can't wait to talk about it more and it's occupying a big piece of my brain. To another one. So virtual talk continuing on this theme of virtual golf. Um I've been playing a really interesting game called Cheap Golf. So we talk, we we uh, so this is a uh, a putting game, I suppose you'd call it. It's like a mini golf game, um, but uh, so it was original on Kickstarter. I think it's now just come to uh, Steam. Uh, so I backed it on Kickstarter and been playing the alpha and the beta and like really been watching its progress and stuff. Um, so it starts off. You you actually look at screens of it and it looks like an Atari twenty six hundred game uh, that's meant to be like a a game about putting a little ball around so you uh, it's a PC game so you click with your mouse on the ball itself click and drag and then it fires off in the direction then you have to get it into the hole that's super simple putting game but it, it sort of gives that impression and then when you download it you realize it's not this at all it's actually a game where an a very sophisticated AI called Susan is going to test your golfing limits for some reason for, to capture some data about you and as you progress through this game of increasingly more difficult challenges of putting this ball into the cup the game starts to ask you very difficult questions about your life like why are you still playing this why do you do anything at all and then it'll just move on and it will <laughs> say things like it'll ask you if you prefer, like this is probably a bad example, but it, like it'll ask you if you prefer 
one thing or another, like dogs or cats, and it'll go, hmm, interesting, and then just move on. And it's completely unrelated. And it's it's like this odd, psychedelic, ultra-lo-fi putting game. It's like, if you like golf, it's not the kind of game you would immediately buy, but it's also a rock-solid mini-golf game. It's like really good. It's a really good mini-golf game, but also this really odd, strange, messed-up AI game. Um, it's, as I say, it's just about to go into Steam Early Access, um, and I'm going to keep playing that, but it's yeah, I've been playing through the alpha and the beta, and it's just absolutely weird and wonderful. And then the third type of golf is is real golf. Um, so I've got my birthday week coming up very soon, and I've been booking stuff into my schedule because I was originally going to go on holiday by myself. I was just going to take myself away to some foreign country and have a wander around by myself because I thought, you know what, I haven't done any travelling this year and I'm so annoyed. So I was like, right, I'm going to do that. And then I was like, well, we're going to do this holiday and I don't want to go away without Alex to some of the places that I can afford to go to, so I'm not going to do that. Alex so was I'm like, have... damn, I'm not getting rid of him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. She was, like, she was like, oh, God, get out of my house. So um, for a week, I decided I would take that same amount of money that I theoretically would spend and I'm going to basically give myself a no-limits staycation. So here are the activities. Pete, here, can we, I just, here we go. Can I just, yep. sorry to interject. So sure. Sam and I went down to Bristol a few weeks ago and we were at Pete and Alex's, then went out for some tapas. It was all lovely. And we were having this conversation about what Pete was going to do. Did you take any of our ideas on board? Here we go. Because <laughs> we had some really good ones. You had some very good ones. Are you going um, to be a life drawing model? I'm not going to be oh. a life drawing the model. That was my idea. <laughs> uh, I, uh, yeah, I've, I've been. I've, I did offer. Um, I'm going to. Here are the things. Here are the things. Walked in, so, stripped w- off. No. No. <laughs> yeah. Excuse me, sir. This is the mayor's office. Um, so, uh, so basically, uh, one of them is I'm going to have a crash course, quite literally, probably uh, in in golf by a PGA Tour professional. He's going to teach me golf. Yeah. In a, day. in a day, in a day, in two half days, he's going to teach me golf. So I cannot wait. I, I, I has he met he, you? He's never met me. Brilliant. The, all we've had, all we've Can you had video few, this, please? Uh, yeah, uh, all we've had is a couple of little email exchanges saying, hello, I'd really like to know how to play golf. I can't play golf at all. Could you please teach me? And he was like, uh, yes. I was like, cool. If right, you throw money you at me, I'll do anything. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so, um, so, so that's I've been playing it every day, doing my dailies. Uh, yeah, have you heard <laughs> of everybody's golf? Because uh, I'm, I'm a pro. So I'm going to be doing golf. That's one thing that I'm going to do. Okay, so... I have also booked myself in for a baking day. I'm going to learn how to bake bread and cinnamon rolls and some third thing that I've forgotten the name of. Excellent. At a proper bakery, right? So I'm going to go and do that because I've never done that before and I thought I'll do that. I've also booked myself in for a dry slope snowboarding session because I've never tried that either. And I just thought I'm going to give this a shot. This will be exciting, won't it? Yes, it (laughs) will. It'll be very exciting. <laughs> I just, I want to I want to take a week off work so I can come and just video this. Just, Me just watch. Too. Just this is, like, see, I mean, is, can anything beat the vine of you trampolining? I think it would be the Nothing snowboarding. Nothing can beat that. It, it would be the snowboarding. Well, I have, it, I have it pinned to my Twitter page. It's the only reason uh, anyone comes to my Twitter page is to brilliant. see, like, see that, that one glorious gift. And then the final thing. Now, unfortunately... Oh, sorry, no. Two, two more things. Scuba diving. Yep. So, I've never done that before, and I just thought, you know what, I'm going to go and scuba dive. Unfortunately, uh, I can only do it in a swimming pool, but that's fine. So, I'm going to do a day's scuba, <laughs> like a, 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 a tri-dive, it's called, of scuba. And then finally, now, unfortunately, this isn't going to be in my birthday week, but I had to book it this week. I tried to do it for, the, for my birthday week, but it's now going to happen in January. So, you were wondering, what could, what could possibly be more video-centric than me uh, tipping us over tit into a trampoline pit well chris if you're free in january come film me as i learn how to fence that was my <laughs> suggestion excellent Yay. right hang on Pete, so, um, check check knowing you you've probably like booked a course where you learn how to build them yeah <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah yeah wow. i am um, 
So, so I'm having six weeks, by which point I'll be a fully paid up member of the British Association. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, so Pete, we, um, I think we told Chris that when we were in Bristol, we were walking along, <laughs> along the street, and Pete goes, "Oh, I always, uh, I always describe Chris as you know the nickname we have for him, um, the smartest idiot we know." And me and Sam just stopped. Because that is the way that Sam and Chris and Dan describe Pete. And we were laughing and we were like, no, Pete, that's how we describe you. And I think that this whole charade is an example of that, considering you are throwing so much money into this when you still can't drive. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because I'll be able to scoop my way to wherever. Offence. I can can fence my way over. I mean, Pete, this this is like... This is what kind of like rich dandies would do. You're becoming a Renaissance man. I know, yeah. right? I know. I'm I'm basically Oscar Wilde. Um, who famously said that golf was what was it? Something he said about golf. He said uh, it was a waste it was, of a good walk or something. Yeah, it was a, a, it was yeah. a good way to ruin a good walk. So when we're on holiday yeah. and Pete's camping on the beach, we can't afford a hotel. We'll be like, we'll know why. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> what absolutely. I want Pete to happen is that one of these activities, mm. and maybe we can take votes on it, will really. Um, take your imagination and you'll just mm. stick with it like the British fencing thing like I, I like I don't know whether you yeah. want to just like I can imagine you doing all the exams in golf and stuff that'd be incredible <laughs> yeah so so that's going to be exciting there's also the opportunity with the scuba thing that if I really do like it I can go and get my diving qualification he was just like oh yeah if you like it come along and we'll do you in for this qualification you can dive anywhere in the world and I was just I- like all right I managed to save a little bit of money recently um, by grabbing a bundle with a game in it, which Chris, you've talked to me about this a couple of times. This game's called game is called Oxen Free. Oxen Free, yes. And I saw it and I thought I need to buy this bundle because if I don't, Chris will go mad because apparently I should play this game. Yep, um, I played it. Um, Sam played it because we did that thing where um, I gave him access to my PlayStation remotely, um, which was fun because sometimes well he he reciprocated. The Ooh. problem is, I think, Lisa, I think you wanted to use ITV and I was using Sam's PlayStation, so I just got a message <laughs> from Sam saying, uh, can you not play this now? We want to watch TV. I, I, was so, like, don't, I was like, don't make Chris stop playing the PlayStation. But like like I said before, that is how we watch television. Yeah, I should have I should have really capitalised on that when you were at, without internet, but anyway. Yeah, um, yeah Oxen yeah. Free, it's, oh, I'm a sucker for good art and this has got really good art. I like the look of this. It's got an awesome kind of awesome soundtrack. This fantastic electronic kind of soundtrack by Scientific America. I think it's called SCNTFC. I've had the music. You can find the whole soundtrack online. I've been listening to it nonstop while I'm at work. It's this kind of slightly trippy electronica synthy retro soundtrack. It's beautiful. Um, picture this sequence. It's like a a teen drama is not very dramatic. It's kind of a a why humor kind of witty teen drama in America where basically these kids have returned back to their hometown and trying to resurrect this um, tradition they used to do where they'd go I think to this island and they just drink beer the whole night and just chill by the fire bonfire and there's this girl who's come back Alex um, she's brought her step her new stepbrother back with her Jonah um, to this island and essentially she meets her friends and it's got this fantastic snappy dialogue the dialogue just snaps beautifully it's very witty, very whimsical. Well, is it and, an adventure game? Or? Yeah, it's a, it's it's. I hate to use it. It's a kind of a two point five game in the vein of what we talked about in terms of inside, where you just move around the screen right. in a kind of side-scrolling okay. platformer, but you can kind of move up and down. Okay. I'm probably hideously butchering the genre of this. I mean, it debuted originally on Microsoft, the Xbox. You can get it on Android if you want to play it mobile as well. Okay. okay. And it was released on PlayStation a little bit later. But yeah, you basically end up opening a rift in time and space. And it, the game is really tripping how it explores notions of time travel. There's a really cool mechanic where you tune into this portal using a radio you've got in your hand. And you actually, and Sam gave me a great tip, was to change the sound effects so the radio sound comes out through the controller. So as you're tuning the radio in, you can That's hold your nice. controller up to your ear, which is really nice. It's a lovely little mechanic. And there's, I think it, there's something a little bit hollow, there's something a little bit lacking. I kind of wanted more from it than I actually got. 
um I, maybe I, I think i played it a little bit too long but it was actually it was a it was quite a, a breath of fresh air in some senses this very very light very dark in places mm. um mystery you're trying to uncover wh who these people are these strange voices these horrible creatures you're seeing um within this these rifts that you keep um popping so how and you, how you're trying to reset time as you're how doing do you actually it. move through this narrative so is it kind of like um uh, gosh, I, I really like Life is Strange. Is it that kind of walk up to this person, have a conversation, something happens, then you move on to the next conversation? Or is it a bit more yeah, puzzly? It's, it's not, uh, the puzzles aren't that particularly complex. Right. It's more just about tune into this, find this frequency kind of thing. Okay. Um, yeah, you, you basically, in a bit like Life is Strange, you walk up to a person, you have a conversation, um, you choose your responses carefully. That affects the outcome of the game. There are several different endings to this game, depending on the choices you make. Okay. It could be... Um, how you respond to a character. Do I respond kindly? Do I respond abruptly and curtly? Mm -hmm. Or which of these characters do I choose to come with me to rescue another character? That affects future relationships. And there's a lovely little kind of motif that runs throughout. It's where a character will take a picture. Like you, Alex will take a picture or be in a photograph. And as you go from like one kind of chapter, I suppose, of the story to the other, that picture that was taken appears on the loading screen. Mm. Which is a quite nice little um, through line. It's kind of like Scott Pilgrim Cross with Stranger Things. That's probably how I describe it. Ooh. But less kinetic, but just very colourful and really kind of trippy. And it has that 80s retro style. So as time is fluctuating, it looks like the tracking on your VCR is dodgy. Stuff like that. It's really, it's quite nice. I don't know what it'd be like <laughs> as a mobile experience, but I can recommend it. It's worth it as a short bite-sized experience just don't play it for too long just try and play through the story as quick as you can and then i think you'll enjoy it more is don't it... do what i did which is try and collect everything because actually right. that doesn't add to the experience at all just burst through it as quick as you can and get that lovely rich experience talk about learning about new things um lisa please tell me all about little mix <laughs> hang on okay. hang on before lisa does that peter what do you think I was just about to, that was exactly what I was about to ask. Pete, before I explain, can you tell me what you understand by the phrase little mix? Little mix. So um, this is, um, I don't really talk about this, but I used to work in live entertainment marketing. I used to work for a uh, music and theatre and comedy website. And we used to sell tickets. Um, and um, it's a really easy way to stop liking music by working in the music industry for a bit. Um, and um, just as I was kind of coming towards the end of my tenure, brackets, was asked to leave, uh, the, uh, the, the sort of, the, the bands that we kept hearing about, the, the band that we, I got PR email after PR email after PR email, was this band, Little Mix. And they were tiny, they were absolutely tiny, but they had Physically. this- Physically? No, like this <laughs> this massive PR company behind them, but they were, had a really small audience and any tiny little story that they could put together, like, oh, little mix, go to Woolworths and hang out and eat some sweets. Pete, do you, do you know, like they won X Factor? That's why they have a big following. Cause they were put on a stage and made by Simon Cowell on television. It's not some little underground band that have like formed themselves. They were made on TV. Pete's thinking one or two things. He's either thinking, what's X Factor? Or two, <laughs> is that an additional activity I want to do in my birthday week? <laughs> <laughs> hey, when he fences, maybe come Britain's Got Talent. I've got, hey, listen, I've got all the talents by this point. Um, so Little Mix, yeah, I, um, oh, I didn't know that, okay. So, um, yes, basically, we used to get people advertised. They basically got in touch with us all the time. It's probably why it didn't last very long, this company. Um, they were telling us all the time about this little mix band. And it, I understand it to be, it's basically sugar babes for millennials. Okay. I mean, I, I don't really know a lot. Of, well, I know a fair amount about little mix because I work with 10-year-old children. Right. However, the only reason I said little mix the topic is because Sam was like, oh... Pete wants to know three things you want to talk about. And I was like, what will Pete like know nothing about? So I was like, popular culture, little but you mix. Know, 
You know, you know all of. Okay, so you know a fair amount about Little Mix. What are what is this? Is actually valuable information, right? This is this is a service we provide, right? Okay. If you want, you want to find out about board games, brilliant. You've come to us. You want to find out about video games, brilliant. Come to us. Comments, great. What do small children like about the band? But it is a band, I'm assuming. Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. About the band, Little Mix. Like, why? How can we te- How can we talk to young people about? How can we talk to older people so that they can talk to younger people about Little Mix and not feel embarrassed? And this is all valuable. For, this is valuable for you, Pete, because when we when we when you meet Dan's baby in two years' time, you're gonna have, yeah. you're gonna have want, want to have stuff to talk about. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The little the little one's gonna be like, "Yo, I'm into Little Mix now," <laughs> and I'll be like, "Cool, great," um, but, and I will now regurgitate what Lisa tells me about Little Mix. All I know about Little Mix is yeah. the amount of times I. When I was a class teacher, I had to sit while three girls would stand at the front doing their rendition of Little Mix. I think it's more. It's like girls want to be them. And why, do they, why do they want to be them? What? What? Are they, so they they have like a tap. They sing, and I'm assuming like so they, they do a yeah, little they dance. Sit, they, so they sing, and yeah. I think initially they were a bit like Spice Girls. They were sort of harmless. Right. However, nowadays. They're getting slated a lot because they sort of walk around in like knickers on stage, and the lyrics right. are a little bit more racy. A little bit like, a little bit saucy. Yeah. Yeah, like I've um, got a boyfriend. We're gonna hang out. Yeah. So 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 they okay. So they're not exactly the best role models. Probably or are they? not. I mean, they I want really... X Factor, right? They impressed Simon yeah, Cowell. And he seems I like a nice that, guy. I don't know. I think they're all right. Yeah, they're better than a lot of people out there as role models for children, I suppose. Yeah. So what what Little Mix songs should we know? Uh, Black Magic. All right. Okay, that's about the chocolates. Go on. Uh, wings. That's about the chicken. Go on. <laughs> um, I don't know anymore. Right, <laughs> <myself>. great. <laughs> I didn't actually think we were going to be talking about this topic. It was sort of a bit of a, bit of a joke what? that's backfired so they, on me now. Uh, no, well, yeah. So, uh, so we've, we've seen now that I, we know almost comparable amounts of about the band Little Mix. So is it, it's all girls or is it, is it all boys? Right, okay, I think I know more than you. All right. It's all girls. Uh, all right, so it's all girls. Okay, that's good. So they do sing in, they probably do some dancing. They, they don't do know how to dress themselves. Yeah. They've got songs about old food from the 80s. Uh, I just love that you said that this was the band that had the most requests sent to you. you know, you've absorbed none of the information about them. Just went straight in the bin. Just went straight in the bin. It's just like, I've no interest. No wonder you got care. sacked. You could be a bazillionaire now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I did really well in live entertainment, didn't I? Um, so, uh, yeah. Do you want to know uh, a little... A little secret. I would love to. Uh, I, I, went, yes. I won't tell anyone. Um, you keep it just between the three of us. Let me tell you. Me tell you. I will not tell anyone unless it's hilarious. Unless it's hilarious. Well, it's not hilarious. Uh, uh, which, uh, but I will tell you a tiny little secret. Um, for the first time ever throughout this entire podcast, I have been, air quotes, playing, close air quotes, uh, a game. Throughout this How whole podcast. Rude. Throughout this whole podcast. I know, incredibly rude, right? Normally that would be incredibly rude, but here's the thing. It's not, because um, I've been playing a clicker game, and I don't know if, I, at least I don't think you've played a clicker game before, but when I tell you what they are, you won't Never believe they one. exist. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you won't play one. Chris, I think you've played one before. Um, so just to explain to you, a clicker game it, or an idle game is a game where you don't really even need to be looking at the screen. Your interaction with it is usually little more than clicking on the screen itself or pressing another button to make a bar go up. Like, it's super straightforward. It is a... Even you can play it. It's a... Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I play it. Absolutely. Because they are <laughs> they are genuinely fascinating experiments in game design and also what's called Skinner Box Theory, which is like a psychological... It's basically this idea of, like, if you... 
if you if you give a reward to a player, they will continue to do an action, and it comes from I think the fifties. Is that right, Chris? Fifties. I, I don't. I don't know. I'm not hot, as hot on my game theory. Skinner. Even. Skinner. Uh, it's, it's from. It's from. It's from. It's actually from psychological research. Um. And anyway, so Skinner box theory. So, um, an example of this we've talked about this on the podcast before is a game called Adventure Capitalist, and yeah, so it's just a it's just a clicker, basically a cookie clicker. Some people call these things, and I have been playing throughout this entire conversation, and by playing I mean watching bars go up. Uh, uh, a game called Idle Champions of the Forgotten Realms. Uh, so I've been playing this since the uh, early alpha came out. I think it was alpha. Um, I know one of the chaps who is behind the game. And I said I'd take a look at the game because I really liked one of their previous games, which was very similar to this one. Um, so Idle Champions is a game in which you have a party of people, uh, fantasy people, and they're on the left-hand side of the screen, and they're slowly walking to the right-hand side of the screen. The, slow, the screen is slow, slowly scrolling along. And what come along to get them are goblins and orcs and elves and dryads and all sorts of terrible things because uh, they are trying to stop you and you are trying to get through. And you're going on quests. So you actually, you have this little party and they're beating, beating everybody. And to make them more powerful, they, they kill enemies. The enemies drop gold. You collect the gold and then you spend gold to make your your uh, heroes even more powerful. That's the loop, right? So that's the, the, the core loop of the game. And it's very, very straightforward. Much like most other cookie clicker games. Now here's, here's the thing where Chris's eyebrows are going to launch off of his face. Um, because uh, he knows a little bit thing about these, so this is quite a casual game. Like, like really, this kind of structure is quite casual. A game like Adventure Capitalist mm-hmm. and Cookie Clicker—they're all really Facebook-driven uh, games that you know you play <laughs> on another screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, good. This game has got the Dungeons and Dragons license on it. This is a oh, proper full-on Dungeons and Dragons game where there's this thing is set in Neverwinter. Uh, it's got exploration and proper story with real characters uh, from the Dungeons and Dragons universe. It is like ultra hardcore Dungeons and Dragons game with this very casual, uh, like some would say structure. minimal, very minimal. Because the game is running, and as you can see on the the camera, because we always talk to one another with the camera, <laughs> I'm playing the game right now, and my hands are are not anywhere near it. Now I really so, like. So these hang games. on, so Peter, Peter, so your hands are? It's a hands free game. In some respects, um, unless, unless. So what's really happening now? What is happening right, right now? Right now, I'm looking, at my, I'm looking at my screen right now, and my uh, characters are walking slowly, and they are smashing the crap out of some fr- uh, out of some frogs. So uh, what does I your don't... clicking do? What does you, where, When do you come in and actually interact with it? Right, ready for this? I, I'm going to click now. Now, me doing that click, every click that I do, adds a little bit of extra damage into the mix basically so it's like it's like clicking on the horrible frogs that are coming towards me and it's doing a little bit of damage but it's mostly my heroes that are doing the damage and as they're going they're picking up all of this gold and and things are going up and now i'm going to do another click hold on a second you wait for this there we go so what i've done is i've increased the skill of my hero who is called uh jarl axel uh he's a level 25 rogue who's a drow and he's neutral evil like so so again it all ties back in with this Dungeons and Dragons license it's pulling all of this stuff in but at the end of the day it is just seeing bars raise up and there is a lot of design in that there is a lot of very thoughtful how do you get people to keep coming back every single day kind of design and for me I find this kind of thing absolutely fascinating and I've been playing it as I say and seeing it evolve and, and, and grow throughout the throughout the, um, uh, the, the alpha and beta period and it's been, as a as somebody who's involved in the development of games, it's really interesting to see how they've changed and how they've increased increased retention, basically, of people coming back to the game. But for me, it's thing as a as a player experience. So this is the kind of game where if you've got a second screen, you have it on in the background and it's on the side, and you're you're mostly getting on with something else, like hosting a podcast, for example, or uh, you know, actual, <laughs> entertaining dinner guests. Yeah, entertaining dinner guests Fencing. doing work. Doing work fencing, yeah, becoming a full-fledged member of the um, uh, of the British Fencing Association, um, all of these things um, that you're getting on with, and then every once in a while, the game just wants you to turn around, click on a few things, and leave it to be again. Sounds shit. Right. Okay. Like as and and I completely agree. Like when you describe what clickers are, they are so 
crap. Tedious. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> they sound absolutely tedious. But they are... And believe me, like, I, for me, video games are explosions and sound effects and light and colours. I love things to just keep me entertained all of the time. But these clickers, there's something about them and it's the good ones that will make you come back. Adventure Capitalist is a good one, and I think Idle Champions is one of the good ones as well. Did I ever tell you about the time I got trapped in my swimming shorts? Oh, for God's <laughs> sake. No. Oh, gosh. It was like... Um, at my primary school, we didn't have a pool, so when we went swimming, we'd have... Neither did I. Well, no. Did but we did swimming, which is strange. Pete probably on the curriculum. So we travelled... Oh, God. Pete had like ornate pools in his swimming yeah. pool. Fencing uh, in his, and lacrosse. Water yeah. polo. Just as it's swimming past the peacocks on their little <laughs> lilos. Um, <laughs> but no, we, had, we went by bus to the, next, the high school and they had this freezing cold pool. You'd walk in and you'd think, oh, wow, that looks really toasty. Look at all that steam. It wasn't steam. It was just how cold it was. It was this mist. And it, <laughs> there was broken glass in the bottom of it because all the kids would throw apples through the windows. So you'd just be... You know, treading water in this glass-filled, freezing cold pool, and like I'd, we'd wear swimming shorts and stuff. And Pete, you'll understand this. You know, when you mm. you, you you try and get out of the pool on the ladder, and as you yeah. pull, the water tries to keep you down, and you feel yes. it tugging on your swim shorts. And there's always that yeah, fear bit, yeah. that yeah. it'll just pull your shorts down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So paranoid of this fact, when I was like, I don't know, ten or eleven, I did like a double triple knot on my swim shorts like the little <laughs> little rope thing but what I didn't realise I only realised this later that if you want to tie a really good knot you mm. soak it in water the rope because as it dries mm. it tightens the rope so it meant that when I got out of the pool afterwards and I thought great they didn't fall down superb and we're getting changed yeah, and we had like a narrow window of like 15 minutes to get changed to get back on the bus and go back to school I couldn't for the life of me undo these shorts you know, I couldn't get my nails in to undo the knots. I, I tied it far too tight. And, it, and then at one point, I just looked up and everyone was dressed, apart from me, still in my shorts. And there's this panic set in. I was like, oh, what do mm. I do? What do I do? What do mm. I do? So um, I take my towel and I just, I just pad my trousers, my shorts as dry as I can, and then just put my, my trousers back over them. And, like, it's so tight. It's like cheese wire. Every step I take, <laughs> it's cutting into me. So I'm kind of like mincing my way back to the bus with these kind of like piano wire string holding my shorts up and I had to go for the whole day at school trapped in my swimming shorts mm. until I could get home and get like a pair of scissors to kind of cut myself out you had to cut yourself out yeah even with this racing snake physique I was no. like <laughs> trapped in it jeez That was Staying In with Lisa Mart, Peter Winnington and myself, Chris Darby. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Visit stayingin.podbean.com for more information and links to the comics, movies, games and more covered in this episode. And come find us on Twitter at StayingInPod. Thanks for listening.